I'm Edaena Salinas, and this is the Women in Tech Show, a show where women in tech talk about technology and career development. Today's episode is more on the career development side. I talked to Joy Chick, a corporate vice president at Microsoft on cloud and enterprise. We talked about her career journey that started as an intern at Microsoft in the 90s and how she has kept a growth mindset throughout those years. Joy also explains what a path to leadership looks like and the challenges involved once you're in a leadership position. If you like the show, rate it on iTunes, share it with your friends, or send a message by going to thewomenintechshow.com or by tweeting at techwomenshow. the Microsoft campus with Joy Chick. Joy, welcome to the show. Thank you. So I want to start off by uh, talking about your beginnings. You're currently a corporate vice president at Microsoft, but what was your first job? Um, so I started Microsoft in 1998 mm -hmm. as a software development uh, engineer. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked on the uh, the operating system in the Windows organization. Mm -hmm. Was that, were you an intern or was this a full-time position? Uh, this is a full-time, but I mm -hmm. was an intern. Um, oh, okay. I interned at Microsoft back 1996 uh, in the exchange group. Mm -hmm. And what sparked your interest in technology? Uh, that's a good question. So. Uh, I grew up uh, in China, um, and I, then my family moved to Hong Kong. So, you know, unlike in the United States, um, um, you know, when I was in my um, 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 junior high, a uh, junior or middle school, we were exposed to technology, but we don't have a lot of access. We didn't have a lot of access to computers per se. Um, so I didn't, you know, do sort of high school programming classes, etc. cetera. Uh, but I'm always uh, um, interested as well as excelled at math and science. Oh, okay. um, and so, so I, so when I came to the United States for college, um, my my uncle actually said, well, I could do math and then I could be a professor Yeah. or computer science would be a related uh, area in the sense that you still, you need to be super strong in math. Yeah. But programming probably, you know, from his point of view, could have a much brighter future. Yeah. Uh, that's how I actually end up decided to be computer science major. Um, I went to Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute uh, mm -hmm. in upstate New York. Was this in the 90s? In, yeah, 94 to, uh, oh, okay. 94 to 1998. Okay. And currently your career at Microsoft spans 18 years. And like you mentioned, you started as mm -hmm. a intern and then as a full-time developer did you have a growth strategy within the company um i would say that uh, when i when i grown up or graduated from college i probably would say i shoot for being ceo yeah but i don't know if i would say that now okay uh, but i don't think i had a, a specific path okay. how do i go from being an engineer to yeah. you know sort of a, uh, to the executive position mm -hmm. um but what i do know is i have always uh, 
trying to challenge myself yeah. uh, in terms of both the technical as well as the leadership. Yeah. Um, I became a manager, I think, uh, after uh, in 2001, so three years after I be- uh, joined Microsoft full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a... It's a path I learned along the way is uh, yeah. not only just be strong technically, yeah. technically, but also how to lead other people. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and kind of my, you know, being a manager and a manager's a manager, that journey kind of evolved as my career grows. Mm-hmm. Um, but along the way, I think my main key thing that always keep me grounded is uh, to continue to challenge myself and uh, taking on more uh, new stuff yeah, uh, so I can grow um, yeah. for my career as well as just uh, intellectually as well. Yeah. Did you have um, a specific time frame? Because I've spoken to other people and they've said usually every three years mm-hmm. I like to shift to a different mm-hmm. product or... Yeah. So I don't like and I've been like giving people like a lot of women for example I meant to ask me similar question or even men like oh am I on this job too long should yeah. I change to me is uh, it's more it's not about how long you've been on a particular you know in a particular team or on a particular job it's more are you learning are you growing as a person uh, you know uh in the role you're in. Yeah. If in the role I'm in, for example, I was, uh, um, I was looking for, am I still learning? Do I feel challenged? Or do I still feel like I can just uh, do without, you know, like on autopilot, I can just do yeah. my job. If, if I'm doing my job on autopilot, then I know I need something else. Yeah. So what, but also there's different ways of uh, changing because some, often I think, especially people in the early career, they think a change means I have to go find another job in the company or go to another company. Uh, often, actually, you can have a constructive conversation with the managers or, you know, or your skip level managers yeah. just to talk about what your career interests are and, yeah. uh, but not wait until the, the minute, like you say, you know what, I'm, I need to change now. But ahead okay. of the time to think about, you know, in the next, uh, let's say 12 to 18 months time frame where you be bored, right? Am I still having enough of the challenge? Yeah. And if it's not, then having the conversation because often there are things, uh, you know, at each of uh, like our own from my own perspective, I may not know there are other things that's possible. Yeah. Uh, but having that conversation uh, gives both the opportunity as well as a signal to the manager, hey, let, let's figure something out. Or actually, there are some opportunity that's there we just didn't realize you know you know you're thinking something different oh yes so so i feel like and then that's what i've been doing so i didn't really kind of use more of a time as a time bomb like say do i do something different more like uh, i might do i feel bored or do i feel like uh, you know i need to stretch myself and then having that conversation along the way with uh, my leadership sort of, uh, okay. you know, chain to to pave the path. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you might wait longer, sometimes it may not. I see. Uh, I think it's more of the consciousness that's, uh, that's the key. Yeah. Like, you hardly get what you didn't ask for, yeah. basically. That's so right. Having an open conversation. Having an open conversation and know yeah. what what's possible or what's available. Right? Yeah. So, as you mentioned, you studied computer science and uh, you were strong in math. And eventually, how did you learn necessary aspects 
of the business to eventually become a corporate vice president? I think even so, I stayed in the engineering track, right? Yeah. I mean, throughout my career, but I would say. As you grow your career, once you get to let's say senior or principal level, even as、uh, an engineer, you really have to understand the business as well as challenge whatever the assumptions are. Yeah.、Uh, because to me, you know, it's not like、uh, we as engineers are just to say. Do whatever, either business or marketing or you know whoever's you know sort of give us you know the, the spec and then we just produce whatever that is. Yeah, it's about how do we learn from customers in terms of what really how customers use our services products,、uh, learn from their you know what their feedback. Uh, mm-hmm. What their feedbacks are, what their experiences are,、um, and how does that fit into the business model? So to me, it's not necessarily like you don't have to switch to a job. I think it's more of you know as you as I grow my. Um, my role、yeah. uh, that requires me to have that enough of、uh, understanding as well as、uh, be able to challenge some of this, you know, status quo or not. Yeah.、Um, the The difference is what's my primary job, right?、Mm-hmm. Like in my day to day, the majority of my time is focused on engineering and execution. Yeah. But I'm heavily involved in terms of the strategy, the business. It's、yeah. just the, what's the percentage I spend and I focus on. But in either case,、uh, you know, to deeply understand the business and the customer, I think that's、yeah. uh, that's what we actually look for and require the. Among all our engineers,、uh, especially you grow to be more senior in、mm-hmm. in, in in the career. So as you get promoted to senior, do those type of tasks just come to you, or like as a dev too? Do you typically get more involved in? Yeah, because we have to prioritize, right?、Mm-hmm. What. You know what, like whether it's feature work or the lifecycle issues,、um, how to drive up usage. Like a lot of those things comes to from both from the business aspects of it to the customer aspects of it. So a lot of、uh, kind of、uh, both strategy decision as well as prioritization decision、uh, that requires、uh, you. We understand, like I understand the business、uh, well enough to make those trade-off or, or decisions, yeah. Yeah.、Uh, and that those are before the engineering execution. And throughout your career, do you have a、uh, specific highlights or moments that you're like, this was a turning point, or? Um, I would say maybe a couple. I think,、uh, like. One is when I started at Microsoft. I think when I just started,、um, that's when I worked on Windows. And、uh, you know, for those、uh, people in the industry, know Dave Cutler, who's you know he who's basically the inventor of Windows uh, uh, NT operating system. Wow.、Um, that he worked on trying to move uh, um, Windows from the traditional Intel. You know, uh, i360, uh, i360, x60, i86 platform to the new 64-bit platform. Yeah, and that requires a lot of operating system changes. Yeah. So I was out of college for a year. 
know nothing better, so I kind of just,、uh, you know, I guess you know you you're not as worried. I just said I would,、uh, you know,、uh, move the、uh, remote desktop terminal server product product that I worked on、yeah. to the new platform.、Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of.、Uh, Uh, learnings from the sort of a new debugging tool, new operating、yeah. system, and such. But f- for what it's worth, I was able to make it work,、mm-hmm. and then get a kudo from Dave,、oh, and that、wow. has been, you know, and and being sort of just graduate from college, you know, after one year, you get a, a kudo email from. This、uh, well-respected,、uh, highly, you know, uh, famous uh, um, engineer. engineer, you know, uh, uh, at the, you know, in Microsoft was in the industry. I mean, just, just that was like highly satisfying、yeah. as was motivating. Yes, definitely. So that's, that's awesome. So that was one, and then、yeah. the other thing I wanted just fast forward a bit, sort of,、uh, to you know, my current job, like about. Two years ago now, I was running a remote desktop product, so about like hundred engineers. Wow! And then, and then you know Scott Guthrie, my you know executive VP, asked if I would have taken on the Microsoft Intune service. Ah,、uh, it has over you know four hundred people on it. Wow! So I. Literally, kind of with that change was you know sort of grow from you know running a hundred person org to five、yeah. hundred,、yeah. as well as taking on brand new service and area and then to make that scale. So that that's another. It's more for that particular for this particular case. It's more I think it was a little bit、uh, my own panic. <laughs> I was like,、yeah. how am I going to do that? You know. Yeah. And.、Uh, um, But now you know, two years on the job, you know, obviously I was able to, you know,、uh, learn the new service,、uh, kind of、uh, um, making the service scale and、uh, yeah. um, and and leading the teams through some of the changes in terms of、uh, how to operating and executing in more agile um, and uh, and the large scale service uh, make, uh, operating in that mode,、uh, and that has been. Very rewarding, satisfying. Yeah.、Uh, but to me, also, it's a learning journey. For example, I take my leadership team to the valley. You know, talk to different companies in、uh, in the valley. Yeah. Because I fundamentally believe, you know, like what we think we do well, there's always opportunity to learn as well as share our experiences. Yeah. So that、uh, we do better. Yeah. Um, and even though we compete with different companies in the industry, but a lot of fundamental how you run engineering, yeah, those are like those are not trademark and secret. Right, you compete at around strategy and innovation, but we can just like open source. We can if we can. And to me, engineering process and the、uh, execution is kind of like open source. You can share experiences, yeah, and improve. Uh, for each other, yeah,、um, and, and learn the business needs by, like you said, you go to the valley and you talk to companies there. That's right. That's、yeah. right. And so, so that has been rewarding as well as just kind of、uh, help me grow both as a technical leader、um, as well as、uh, you know from the as, from the business side as well. Yeah, and、uh, you talked about. Two of your highlights and different types of products.、Mm-hmm. Um, that kudos email that you got. 
do you think that the teams that you the teams and products that you worked on play a key factor on career growth yeah i think i always um, like when i talk to people i mentor i always say for me it's always two things that's really important yeah. in order for me like to decide whether i change job or stay One is the technology I'm working on is something I'm passionate about. Yeah. I mean, not doesn't have to be passionate is like you can't live without, but at least you have a strong enough passion for the product. So it's not just like, you know, something somebody else is using the product. You have to deeply understand the product and yeah. have a empathy for the customers who, who use it and like, understand their needs. Yeah. And the second is are the people, um, uh, I'm working with if because at the end of the day I think we all spend more time with our teammates than yeah. family for what it's worth right yeah. and uh, so if we can collaborate as well as just uh, having a you know working environment we trust each other and they're trying to help each other improve uh, and uh, challenge each other then I don't think uh, you know individually we cannot be successful as mm-hmm. a result so to me those are the two core ingredients um to consider yeah. whether you know what if you if you have two that's you you feel highly satisfied i think that would uh, you know make my like in those are the cases that makes my career successful and i think it makes yeah. it's like kind of my common ground rules for anybody think about you know what do they think how if they're if they their current job is helping them to grow or not okay and also like you mentioned pick something that interests you and that's a little out of your comfort zone absolutely if, if it's in the same domain or something right if you don't feel you're learning challenging or yeah. passionate right i think a passion is a, a word we often use because you could be say this technology is interesting but either they are not interested enough or it's been a while then your passion sort of gets, you know, diluted. Mm-hmm. Then maybe something to think about what other, in you know, areas that can challenge you. Yes, definitely. And like you mentioned, you started in operating systems and then now you're working... Services. Services, which is uh, under the cloud. Yeah. And enterprise vision. Yeah. So how has your perspective of the company changed mm-hmm. as it has moved focus yeah. to the cloud um definitely i would say since i've been on in microsoft for 18 years um you know in the early of my career i think we you know um you know windows has been used by millions hundreds of millions of uh, our customers or users um for me at that time is the seeing the impact of something i write you know, produce is used in the hands of millions and millions of users. That's really empowering. Yeah. Um, but we do have a slower cycle, right? Because, uh, you know, release operating system takes time, takes time to stabilize it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and we give bits to customers uh, yeah. and then they, you know, they install on their devices, etc. As now move on to running services, we're really operating the bits. Before we ship the bits to customer, now we're li- li- literally operating the bits uh, on customer's behalf. And uh, so it would be more, a lot more day, every day, sort of uh, customers giving their sort of life in our hands yeah. in that sense. So yeah. 
we need to keep it, uh, you know, 24 by 7, you know, operational and stable. I yeah. feel like the stake is a lot higher. On the other hand, also the good, the really good thing is because we're operating uh, the bits, we get a lot of insights onto the telemetry data yeah. in terms of how they use it and uh, what are the feedback, like, you know, what's what's working what's not working and then you get those telemetry instantaneously yeah um and uh, because we are updating the uh, operating and uh, running the bits we can update the bits much more frequently mm-hmm. so the the agility is much uh, greater um, yeah. it's a lot faster to iterate uh so those are some of the really you know the the the, the cadence i would say is much different yeah. and much faster in the services world, um, it, you know, but obviously also does comes the responsibility because anything we do can potentially cause more um, damage, right? Yeah. If we're not being careful. So. Yes, definitely. And I I watched this video with Brad Anderson, mm-hmm. and uh, he's mentioning that the enterprise mobility and security product mm-hmm. is one of the fastest growing ones yeah is that the one you're currently that's working? right that's oh right. okay yeah. and what have been some of the key decisions you've made as a leader while working on this product um it's one yeah. of the fastest growing ones yeah i think uh, you know I mean, our growth literally came, you know, all, both, uh, both the licenses, like the cop, you know, the licenses we sold to our customer as well, the yeah. usage, all came the last two years. Uh, so for me, the number, first challenge when I took, you know, took, when I took on the job is uh, how to make the service scale as well as uh, how do we increase the agility? Because, yeah. uh, you know, before, even though it's running as a service, we're more uh, released at uh, uh, much cross cadence, like a few times a year. So, you know, immediately, you know, I moved to the monthly spray model. Um, okay. I mean, that's not even our North Star, uh, but it just uh, how do you change in, in order to change the execution sort of, uh, you know, engine to run at a uh, much faster cadence that yeah. has uh, both engineering process challenge and uh, changes to the architecture as well as cultural change. Yeah. Um, Personally, my learning is the culture change is the hardest because it's almost like, you know, we all have sort of our habits, right? Yes. So if your habits is you are used to, you know, operating at sort of quarterly or, or yearly boundary, yearly. you behave and you execute differently, then you have to be um, on a monthly or, or weekly cadence. Yeah. Uh, and that takes time to 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 change the habit. Um and obviously, there's the 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 the, ta- the the tactical technical part of this the surrounding engineering process, the engineering system that needed to support that. Um, the second big challenge is also um, besides the agility is uh, how to get team focus on more. Uh, be data driven, okay. uh, have, uh, you know, use telemetry, both in terms of understanding the state of the house of the service as yeah. well as uh, the, how customer uses our service. Yeah. Um, and then third is how to really scale the services so that uh, we can, um, you know, we can satisfy the, the, the demand. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so all these have different kind of uh, ways of tackle it, yeah. and uh, and I'm both uh, I'm using I'm kind of constant use the learning and iterating, right? Because it's not you kind of have to learn along the way what works and what doesn't work, yeah. and then and then iterate based on what worked, yeah, and stop doing what's not working, yeah, or also learn when to scale, right? Like. Maybe yeah. at the beginning you're not gonna focus on scaling That's a lot. That's right. Like in the beginning we focus on agility, right? Yeah. And then sort of then halfway through, then we kind of get that in a much better place. Then we move on to the scale part because then the usage really drives up. Right? Yeah. And you also manage teams across several geographies, yeah. right? Yeah. What have been some of the challenges of that? Mm-hmm. I would say so. I mean, even before um, the EMS, uh, the Enterprise Mobility uh, Service with remote desktop, I have locations between Redmond and uh, the Silicon Valley. But now I added a Utah and uh, uh, um, Boston, Cambridge area. Yeah. Um, to me, you know, with Boston East Coast has three hour difference, so you have we have to be a bit conscious about uh, you know the morning evening schedule. Yeah. But besides that, to me, it's a lot is about collaboration, um, because often I find is when when teams just exchange through emails. Yeah. Um, emails is not a very personal way of connecting. Yeah. Uh, can be very easily misinterpreted. So when you own, if your only connection is through all communications through email, I find that's not enough. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I did is just to really encourage, especially the, you know, engineering managers to, you know, like, bi-directional do more uh, uh, travel to to you know in so that you can you can really get to know who's the other person you are depending on the team you're depending on you're collaborating yeah. on and over the time that really helped like uh, I we see huge difference between two years ago than now and a by, lot of by going in person in person but okay. uh, the thing is it's not like every time you need something you have to go in person yeah it's more of in the beginning if you don't know the the, the other team the people well enough okay. is to meet in person just uh, you know I mean, we t- often underestimate the face-to-face interaction, yeah. you know, than through sort of the technology. I mean, as good as technology is in person, just uh, adds a lot more texture, right? Yes. And uh, and it creates uh, the connection uh, that's emotional connection that cannot be replaced. Yeah. And so, so over time, that creates trust. And once you have the trust, then you exchange through email is just so much easier. Yeah. But you have to, you know, break the boundary in the beginning, not just I through see. email. I see. And did you uh, travel several times or is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I kind of do it around Robin. So I roughly travel every month, you know. Oh, do, okay. Like I visit um, one location at a time. So yeah. average like a three Three to four times, you know, per location. If mm. I couldn't make that, but um, but definitely minimum three. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting because I would have guessed that now with video conferencing that that might be sufficient. But um, like you could, yeah. like uh, for example, my one 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 was my direct. It's fine. One, you know, through video conferencing. Yeah, but the team still want like at the end of the day, we still want to see fresh and you know yeah. blood and the, the yeah. actual person. Yes, and uh, and I would say video conferencing. 
as good as it is, it's not as personable experience yeah. as well as uh, you just don't have that. You know, to me, sometimes also just even visiting, stay with the team for a couple of days, some of the hallway conversation and those things you really miss, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think, you know, I think you need to do both because uh, with visits, you can't do that off frequent. Yeah. So you kind of have to complement that uh, with uh, technology. But if I wouldn't suggest to just use technology without uh, the personal touch as well. Yeah. That's really good advice. And um, I want to just begin to close off with, we talked about your career, mm-hmm. how you've evolved. And I was just curious, are there any particular authors or books that that are have been important to you? or Not as much of books or authors. For me, yeah. it's more, um, you know, like as, uh, you know, since all my careers at Microsoft, yeah. I kind of look at the different uh, um, executives or leaders at Microsoft. Yeah. And they are definitely leaders I want to model myself after. And there are ones I say, oh, maybe I should avoid that. I mean, learn from that mistake, yeah. you know. Uh, and just to see how they... You know, um, um, how they, um, um, hold themselves uh, kind of, uh, you know, in, in the audience, whether it was customers or with the team. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and so I definitely have uh, uh, quite a few of the role models uh, throughout the company. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's on top of your mind for the next 12 months? Um, for me, you know, there's a couple. I mean, um, one, I mean, from, my, you know, the running the um, enterprise mobility uh, yeah. service. Uh, one is drive up usage and I continue to scale the service. Yeah. Um, so that's that's more of a evolving, ongoing challenge for us. Um, and uh, and uh, I also recently joined the Anita Borg Institute, uh, the oh, nice. board of trustees. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, both for me is how to learn uh, more about ABI yeah. and get to know more the other board members, uh, really trying to kind of, you know, get myself engaged with uh, uh, the activities to help to, you know, advance both for ABI, yeah. uh, for Microsoft, as well just to me now it's like, you know, women in computing, like how do yes. I help Yes. Um, um, as a, you know, as a woman yeah. in the industry, how do I help her to uh, um, uh, more to help to drive more women? You know, attract more women into the yes. technology field, as well as how can I help to help more women to grow their career and yeah. stay in in technology? Yeah, actually, recently I did a episode with Rosario Robinson from mm-hmm. the Anita Borg Institute on mm-hmm. retaining women in technology yeah. and business strategies for yeah for having women so yeah. that's that's great that you're in the it got involved in the yeah, yeah. project well joy thank you so much you're for coming on the show yeah thanks for inviting me